This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT, episode 78. A quick look at what is new with ANSYS OptiSlang at 2020R2 and a review of ANSYS news for 2020. Hi there, I'm Eric Miller, and welcome to our podcast. It's December 10th, 2020. This will be our last podcast for the year and a chance for us to look back on what happened in the world of ANSYS during 2020. It's our 78th podcast. We started the year, uh, at least podcast-wise, on January 13th with a sharing of my interview with Robin Knowles about PTT's history with CFD. Uh, it was a guest uh, interview, basically. That was uh, episode 54. So if you include this episode, we've done 27 over the year. Not bad for the middle of a pandemic, keeping up on those every other week episodes. Um, before we get into discussing what happened in 2020, uh, we want to do a little bit of an interview, catching up on the OptiSlang product. Uh, we're going to speak with Josh Stout, who's one of our applications here at PADT and our expert in OptiSlang. And um, we're going to talk about what's new in 2020 R2. Hey there, I want to welcome everybody to uh, another discussion about uh, an ANSYS product in the 2020 R2 release. I'm joined by Josh Stout to talk about OptiSlang. And actually, before we get started, first of all, hi, Josh. Hey, Am I pronouncing it right? I, I can't, is it, it it's, it's OptiSlang? That's how they, they that's, say it? Yeah, that's the way I've always heard it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people say OptiSlang, but I think OptiSlang makes the most sense personally. Yeah, uh, I, I like it better. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, like everything else we've been talking about recently, it's a new release, 2020 R2. Uh, here we are in February. It's been out for a little while. Um, and uh, you've been taking a look at what's new. So uh, I'd like to start with what's what's your favorite uh, thing about uh, 2020 R2 with OfficeLine? I'd say probably one of the, the biggest sections of updates this time around is just uh, – algorithm development. So there are a few new algorithms for certain applications. Uh, There's a new one that's a nature-inspired optimizer. It's still classified as beta, but anytime we can bring these nature-inspired things in, they're always kind of exciting. There's a evolutionary algorithm and a particle swarm optimizer and a stochastic design improvement algorithm. So That's very cool. Have you shared that with uh, Alex Grishin on our team? You know, I haven't really talked to anybody about it yet. Yeah, you make, make sure Alex knows about it. So the reason why I asked that question to, for those that are listening is that PDT has an STTR uh, research grant with NASA that we're doing with ASU, um, the university here in Phoenix, and pa- that it's really focused on these biological um, methodologies, mimicking biology with optimization. So I think they'll be very interested to see what's there and uh, maybe even integrate that into the work they're doing. Uh, if they haven't already. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, I always felt like genetic algorithms kind of got dropped too early from the option table back when we first started doing it because the computations, it just took, took too many uh, iterations to get to an answer. Mm-hmm. But now with better computational capabilities, we can, we can run those uh, genetic dead ends and come back and go on another branch. And it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and certainly a lot of these things depend on the application we're using as well. So if it is something that we can iterate rapidly like that, then that's certainly a good option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what else? Uh, I think there's there's quite a bit in in, in uh, product, or not productivity, but uh, speed, right? That's been a big focus of this release. Yeah, so there's a, 
I guess a particular improvement for large data sets. If you're reading in um, data files that have a large number of inputs and outputs, um, they've seen some pretty tremendous speed ups there. So, you know, before one of their example test cases was uh, 6,000 data points with seven inputs and five outputs. Um, previously, it took 10 minutes to load that file, and now it takes three seconds. Um, wow. So, you know, a couple orders of magnitude speed up there. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And again, not everybody's using these things, but for the people who are, that's you know, a huge quality of life improvement. So it's really great to see. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that can make a big difference when you're doing, you know, over and over again, running these things over and over again. So um, big, big change. Yeah. Yeah. What what else have you seen that uh, is worth sharing with our, our listeners? Uh, you know, they continue to evolve on their integrations with other services. Um, so there's some things like uh, ACT extensions for Workbench and EADT. They're both being worked on. That just kind of streamlines the workflow from you know, one program to the other. Um, there are also some design point service integrations that are being uh, evolved on continuously. Um, there's a whole SDK section now um, for web app connectivity. So if you were to, you know, say, run OptiSlang on your server at work, um, let it run over the weekend or you know, for a week or more, uh, you can connect it to a, basically a web portal if you have that set up. And you can log in remotely and just see the progress. Uh, so things like that are really nice for you know, these more web-based applications. And, uh, you know, the rest of the things are, I would say, fairly small improvements. Um, lots of little licensing things that they're working on. Um, a lot of documentation that's very helpful. You know, they're trying to integrate this with the entire ANSYS uh, ecosystem as far as right. documentation goes. Uh, so all of the help documents are available online now as well as within Slang itself, which is very convenient. Mm-hmm. That is very convenient. It's it's. Um, I I like the way Ansys does integration of uh, of uh, you know new new products in the family. They don't rush it, um, and it's always it's an evolutionary process. But it's always good to see when when they take some big steps forward. And and surprisingly enough, integrating the help and consolidating the help, uh, cons- making the help consistent is one of my big um, pet peeves. Um, I. I, I I don't know. I always get confused when something pops up that looks a little bit different or is in a different yeah. place. So, um, I, it actually makes a big difference for me. Um, uh, any other? Um, uh, how is the integration with the Ansys suite coming along? I mean, you you can of course use it with if you're willing to write some scripts to do with almost anything. But uh, mm-hmm. did they make any new uh, hooks that make it easier? No, I think as far as the OptiSync program itself goes, it's pretty much the same as it's been. I mean, it okay. works quite well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the, the main thing that they're working on right now with the ACT extensions on the ADT and Workbench is um, basically you would start within either one of those programs and then you launch the ACT and it would mm-hmm. then port all of that information over to OptiSync for you. Nice. So it just, it just removes some of the uh, program calls that you mm-hmm. would need otherwise. That's nice. That is nice. It's handy. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, well, anything else uh, worth sharing? It's it's a it's a fairly fairly uh, simple, at least to the user uh, up, update this time around. Yeah, not too bad. I think the last thing that I might mention is that there is a, a deep learning extension that's uh, that was just released this version. Okay. Um, so that is something that doesn't come with OptiSling on its own. Um, I mean, it's supported license wise, but you need to go to the Ansys App Store to download it. 
Okay. Um, but that is a, sort of a niche um, application for you know very large systems, lots of inputs, mm-hmm. outputs. Um, but you know, if you need it, you need it pretty much. Right. So it's nice to have that option there. So, so make sure I understand what they mean by deep learning because it can mean different things. Well, it, it should mean only one thing, but often people use it as a buzzword. Um, so this this allows you to actually train an algorithm that allows you to run many, many runs and develop uh, basically a, a fit to the data. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, I would I would say that's exactly it. Uh, so OptiSling has it has had previous support for like custom algorithms for both the uh, you know choosing which data points you're going to test or actually building the fitted model uh, for the, the model of optimal prognosis. Mm-hmm. So this deep learning extension is basically another way to build that model of optimal prognosis. Okay. Okay. So it learns as it goes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very cool. I, I mean, we're seeing more uh, AI and machine learning, and and I, I think it's something to, to note. Um, the other thing that that we're we're starting to see more and more of is people building up those data sets um, using simulation. So a tool like OptusLink can really be helpful in in doing that. I think to to explore the design space and not just optimize your design, but learn learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. The future is now. We and you know, I I, I always joke. Um, you know, I want my flying car. You promised me a flying car when I was a kid, and I still don't have it. But <laughs> we're getting close. <laughs> and yeah. tools like this are getting us there. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I always appreciate your time. Always, you always educate me on these these tools, and uh, we look forward to seeing what comes in the next uh, next release, twenty twenty one. Hard to believe it's almost here. Um, uh, when is 2021, uh, the ANSYS 2021 coming out? Do you know yet? I don't actually know. I, it seems I, like they're not willing to tell us until it's, you know, almost there. But. Well, and, and I get that because if you tell people and then it's late, then they get mad. So I think yeah. when they know when it's going to be ready, they'll let us know. So, um, I'm sure it'll be sometime in the first half of the year and we'll be back talking about this topic and many others, um, as, as things get going. So I appreciate your time, Josh. And, uh, Have a good rest of the week. Thank you, you too. Always happy to discuss. Thanks. So thank you very much, Josh, for that. If you want to learn more about OptiSlang, check out episode number 66. That's when we uh, went much more in-depth into it. And as always, you can go to the ANSYS website and get more information there. Also, his uh, latest webinar on the topic is available on brighttalk.com. Search for OptiSlang. We're the only people talking about it on BrightTalk. You can search for PADT and see all of our our, our, uh, webinars as well. It'll be live on the 16th, or you can listen to the recording. So sign up and listen live or the recording later. Uh, That's a good holiday break uh, activity while you're doing chores or something. It's time for a commercial. You know, what can I say? It's been a challenging year, but it's also been a year where PDT and our employees have been able to truly show why we are different. Through all of the strangers, our company has actually grown, especially in the simulation part of our business. We've added dozens of new ANSYS customers from Texas to Northern California, and we've also had one of our uh, busiest simulation consulting years in a very long time. And that is because when things are serious and there is no room for it might work, people count on ANSYS software and they count on PADT for support, training, and consulting. Anyone can be successful when times are good. It takes real experts with the right win-win long-term attitude to find success for ourselves and our customers when times are tough. And for those of you who do reach out 
and Leverage PADT, thank you. We truly do appreciate your business. All right, let's take a look at 2020 now. We started uh, seeing an impact on the coronavirus uh, on our business in February and March. It was kind of the people canceling meetings or delaying projects or canceling projects. Um, you know, and, uh, people uh, who, who had answers with us uh, asking about payment plans and things like that. Um, so um, that was kind of when we started seeing it. And then many of us moved home in April and all but essential people were home by May. Um, an important part of that, and, and we're still in that situation, um, but some people do work from the office that are non-essential, but pretty much all of our, our non-essential folks are working from home and it's, it's worked out quite well. Uh, a, a good place um, to start looking back on the year besides that aspect is the ANSYS stock. Um, it started the year at $259 a share. Uh, that was a, an 80% rise uh, since the beginning of 2019. So over the 12 months of 2019, it went up 80%. Pretty nice. It also got as low um, as uh, during the pandemic as $200 per share at the end of March. And the peak, all-time peak, not just for the year, but all-time was $357.93. Um, you know, that's that's pretty good. Um, that's a, it's a nice gain. It's, it's come down a little bit since then. And uh, you can definitely take a look at it. I, I tend to not to pay attention to stock prices at the end of the year because people are selling and doing all sorts of crazy things. Um, we'll definitely take a look at where it ended the year at the beginning of, in our first podcast in January. But, um, you know, it, it certainly wasn't the, the, the best performing stock out there, but it also wasn't the riskiest. And it certainly performed above average. Uh, the S&P 500 has gone up uh, 13% since January 1, and ANSYS went up 29.7%. So better than double what the, uh, the S&P 500 did. So not a bad investment and uh, points to the financial health and the ability to spend more money on developers that is really what we care about uh, on the user side of things. So if we look at the news that ANSYS talked about or we talked about over the year, um, there's been a lot that's been going on even this week. January started with a flurry of announcements around partnerships with autonomous vehicles. You know, a big, big push in the ANSYS world has been the simulation tools needed to do these, both electrification of vehicles as well as the automation of those vehicles. And they announced some uh, some uh, uh, partnerships with FLIR Systems, BlackBerry, A, um, all sorts of different people. Um, and, th and that's gone on throughout the year. And when, when things were still brightness and goodness, they announced uh, the 2020 Hall of Fame competition winners, which is some pretty cool. If you haven't uh, looked at those in a while, go back and take a look on the website. It's pretty cool models that people are doing. And also, I think really important, the fact that they had reached 1 million student version downloads of the new student version of ANSYS. So that's a lot of students uh, learning ANSYS. And then in March, when the clouds were starting to get thick in the world, um, ANSYS had their first acquisition for the year, uh, Lumerical. It's a simulation tool for silicon devices that make light. Um, so it's basically lasers, uh, diode lasers, and very high power, very high intensity, very difficult to design and package. So simulation pays a big role. And Lumerical is really the, the leader of modeling the silicon devices like that. Um, it, it, it's, um, it really is a big add to our growing optical simulation offering. So, you know, we've got the Speos products and we've got the Lumerical products and we've got the mechanical and the fluids to deal with holding those things and keeping them cool. So, um, you know, a lot of optical people in the ANSYS family now. 
Probably the biggest, biggest uh, news of the summer was in the Ansys world was the huge success of our first worldwide online user conference. More than 54,000 people from more than 160 countries registered for the inaugural Simulation World digital event. Uh, and at the same time, the 16th uh, annual LS Dyna conference, which was hosted, uh, both were hosted by Ansys, of course. These events featured nearly 300 sessions with 200 speakers delivering 48 hours of continuous cross-industry con content, <laughs> it's a lot of words, across multiple time zones. Um, all sessions are now available online and you can you can see them. Um, they'll be there through 2020. My guess is a little bit longer. Uh, if you were unable to attend, um, definitely check them out. If you were able to attend, um, uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was a great opportunity um, and, and seeing people um, basically that uh, I don't think people realize that the, the ANSYS folks were speaking uh, three different times often in the same day for different time zones. So they just pulled it off beautifully and uh, kudos to that team for getting that together at the last minute and uh, making it happen. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of news from the year, and I hope to see more about it in the coming year, is that ANSYS partnered with an electric racing plane competition. It's called Air Race E-Pioneer, and I just think that's cool. I, I can't wait to see how that uh, pans out and how those those uh, racing planes do. That's a great way to push the technology um, of electrification for aerospace, and it's just fun. They also partnered with the University of Texas Arlington. This is probably, um, in the long run, one of the bigger partnership announcements, in my opinion. Um, they they uh, partnered with the University of Texas Arlington for hypersonics R&D. So if you're in the aerospace industry, you know that there's just a lot of work, both on the commercial and the military side, in the hypersonic space. And it's a critical area to understand and to to really get your head around. And Ansys is making a commitment to that from a coding standpoint, and also from a from a testing and correlation standpoint. And that's the why the partnership with the university. Um, and we'll be seeing, you know, when they do these university partnerships, they announce them, and everybody goes away, and then you don't really see anything for a year, maybe two, maybe three, sometimes. And then five years from now, we'll probably have some amazing hypersonic simulation capabilities that all start with this partnership. Um, there's hypersonic capabilities in Fluent now. Um, check them out if you haven't already, and that's just going to get better. Um, another big news, something that's near and dear to PADT, is that the ANSYS startup program doubled in size over the last two years. Um, so we have a lot of customers on the ANSYS startup program. We, we sometimes have them on this podcast. We love to work with them and see them grow and, and succeed using ANSYS. It's a great program if you're a startup and haven't looked at it, or if you're thinking about doing a startup, take a look at it. But uh, doubling in size in two years is pretty impressive. Then, then the second acquisition of the year came out. Analytical. This is more recently. Analytical Graphics Inc. Uh, AGI is what we often call them. It's it's an aerospace acquisition. So so one of the things that sometimes I hear from users is, ants. You know, they may be aerospace people, and they're like, Ansys is spending all their time in automotive and and electronics and microwave. And then the microwave guys are like, Ansys is spending all their time in my uh, automotive. You know, they're spending all their time in everything. And and aerospace is a very important part of the customer base and the technology base. Um, often. Sometimes aerospace pushes the other industries uh, to the next level. And so um, the inclusion of analytical graphics is going to bear a lot of good fruit. So they, they model what they call mission simulation. So think of the most common use of their tool is satellites on orbit. You know, how over, over the decades that they're up there, they can model that. 
and and do uh, all sorts of simulations on that from an orbital mechanics standpoint, from a system standpoint, from a communication standpoint, where it's pointing. Now, couple that with tools like ANSYS has to to design the antennas, to test the antennas, uh, maybe heat transfer, so we know what the loads are. There's just a lot of applications now that we can can model how the device. Uh, maybe it's a rocket going up into orbit. Maybe it's the satellite on orbit. There's, there's all sorts of applications of their tools. Pretty cool stuff. Check it out if you're in that space. Um, and then finally, the the news that happened this week, and it's kind of high-level news, and I'm not quite sure how it was it was released, but not necessarily as a press release. Um, Maria Shields, the longtime CFO of ANSYS, has handed over the CFO position to a member of the board of directors who's been on the board for a little while. And um, this is part of her succession plan that she put in place, always looking after ANSYS. She's not just going to leave. She's going to make sure that uh, everything's done properly. Um, if you don't know Maria and haven't had a chance to interact with her, she's one of a handful of people who are key to the success of ANSYS over the past 25 years. Um, she's been on the leadership team, the senior leadership team, the longest of anybody uh, on that team. She's also, um, through the decades, been a great supporter of PADT and the ANSYS channel. Um, uh, just a fantastic person to work with. I'm proud to say that that she's been a personal friend and a mentor for many, many years. Um, and, um, you know, we, we ANSYS would not be where it was uh, without some key people. Um, and she's one of those key people that, that's put it where it is and just been so instrumental to to our career at PADT as well as ANSYS. So she's not leaving. She's just changing positions. But we do want to take this time to thank her for being such a, a driver in making ANSYS the company that it really is today, the, the billion-dollar company that it is today. And uh, thanks for, for all the great years. And we look forward to the next phase of working with you. Um, last bit of news. There were a bunch of awards, so I clumped them all together. Um, started off with the 2020 Women on Board winning company. Again, Maria was instrumental in this, making sure there's there's a lot of um, uh, diversity on their executive team and their board of directors. And so um, they make up 33% uh, of the ANSYS board, which is, which is rare. It's kind of sad, <laughs> but uh, that's a lot. So congratulations to that. Um, they also uh, won the prestigious Industrial Internet of Things Award. It's the fourth annual Internet of Things Breakthrough Award. Uh, and it recognized ANSYS's Digital Twin Simulation Solution, which we talk a lot about here. And it's a really great program for anybody doing IoT. And the IoT world recognized that. Um, it was This is kind of a cool one. Um, they won the office in, in, uh, in the Bay Area won the 2020 Bay Area Best Place to Work Award, uh, was recognized as one of the best places to work in the Bay Area. That's a tough call, right? I mean, this is this is the land of uh, ping pong tables and bring your puppy to work, right? And uh, gourmet chefs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they won because it's not all about the gourmet chefs. It's about the quality of the people and the way they're treated and the environment that they work in. And so the fact that they won that award is a real kudos to the company and the culture there. Um, next on the awards uh, parade was they were named to Fast Company's um, list of the 100 best workplaces for innovators. So this is not best place to work. This is a best place to work for people who are innovators. And boy, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, this is the second time that that uh, Fast Company's done that, and Ansys uh, was on the list of 100 best workplaces for innovators. And um, in that we interface with those innovators every day, we can agree with that. Um, they also won a Gold Stevie Award for uh, great employers. And um, they basically won it for um, 
the Simulation World Virtual Conference, um, the fact that they created this successful, uh, safe uh, place where thought leaders, engineers, and innovators could get together um, during the pandemic and share their thoughts. So kudos on that. And then the last one of the year, well, there may be another one that we'll talk about next year. They announce it uh, now. Um, Fortune uh, added ANSYS to their 2020 Future 50 list. So they basically are recognized as one of the top companies for long-term growth potential, right? So what what Fortune is looking at is, is this a company that's that's peaking or is this a company that's got long-term growth? And and if you follow ANSYS, like, like uh, most of you probably do because you use it, uh, you know that, uh, yeah, there's a lot more growth coming and uh, they just keep adding capability and adding users. And uh, I definitely can see why Fortune picked them as that list of only 50 companies. And like I said, the year's not over yet, so there may be some more news to report. Um, you know, the, the big the big news for those of you who, who use ANSYS um, for PADT is, is really our expansion into continued expansion of our capabilities, adding new products, adding new territories, um, really um, adding new engineers. So um, it's it's been a good year of growth for us here at PADT as well. Adding new customers, of course, is the best part, especially the new and exciting ones where we get to learn new exciting things. So um, you know that it's it's been it's been a challenge, <laughs> needless to say, but um, we've had a lot of fun helping our customers deal with it. Um, being there for them at, uh, you know, weird hours when they needed our help, when they were getting set up at home and making sure everybody was efficient and had the tools they need doing, uh, training. Um, we do, we do, we don't do a lot of standard training. We do a lot of custom training and been doing that over the internet, of course, uh, as you would expect. And that's been a, a good adjustment for us and gone well. So, um, you know, no, no big changes on the ANSYS side for PADT. We, I think I mentioned on the podcasts earlier, we've added uh, Texas. You know, we've been selling ANSYS in Texas for some time, but we've added Stratus sales there as well. So more, more PADT Texans, um, which is which is great to have on the team. And we continue to see that grow over the year. And we got some announcements in the new year that we will share here on the podcast. And uh, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And you know. It's there's a lot that can be said and has been said about 2020. I want to add to it. Uh, just thank everybody for sticking with us and being part of our journey through it. Um, you know, it's not the most uh, eventful year in the ANSYS world, but it ranks up there. Um, and I want to thank our listeners for spending the year with us over it. And that's all I got to say for 2020. Um, thank you. I'm I'm done. I'm done with the year. So conclusion uh, is to just thank you again and again and again. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter uh, at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in and subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already on whatever podcasting tool you like. Spread the word, invite your friends, and as always, don't hesitate to reach out. Have a wonderful holiday season and a fantastic, finally, new year. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 78. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.